I have never won at DC Deck Builder. <laughs> oh, I would like that isolated, please. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, also known as the Soaring Eagles of Freedom Podcast. <laughs> Woo! For Tuesday, June 5th, 2018, that's a callback to last week. If you don't get it, listen to last week's. Uh, my name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg and post your thoughts or a link to an article that you'd like for us to take a look at. This week, we will be talking about the Supreme Court ruling on cake. But first, uh, since we brought up the soaring eagles of freedom, <laughs> I thought we'd talk about uh, the eagles and Trump because that is all over the news right now. Trump had invited them to the White House. For, no, which is normal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, apparently as of Friday, there were 80, 80 of them were going to show up. And then sometime, what, Friday afternoon or was it this morning? I don't remember. Don't know. Mm. They they said, oh, yeah, by the way, like 70 of those people just don't want to come. And, uh, <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think it was so sudden. I think they were peeling off the whole time. time. Yeah. Mm. Oh, OK. It wasn't like a sudden thing. But yeah. Like, I'll go if you go. All right, fine. If you're not going to go, then I'm not going to go. And then it just snowballed. <laughs> he is the And president. then Trump said, fine, nobody's invited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take my Super Bowl and go home. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about this is that, one, he can't get any famous people to get behind him unless they're assholes. <laughs> yeah. True. Like, like, remember the inauguration and how piss poor that was? Mm. And wasn't it the Houston Rockets? The basketball team did they get uninvited too when they won? Um, it was. I'm trying to. It could have been the Golden State Warriors. I oh, don't that's what it was. Yeah, it was Golden yeah. State. Yeah, because they have already preemptively canceled the finals this year. Is between the Cavaliers and the the Warriors and Steph Curry and LeBron James both separately tweeted out. Uh, regardless of which team wins, we will both be boycotting our White House visit this year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you know. That this is really the thing that that kills him. Fuck that Russia investigation. He doesn't really care about that. <laughs> it's the fact that famous people do not want to spend time with him. <laughs> oh, yeah, the best he can get is Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah, why and was she, she was there, there actually on business? Oh, yeah. that's well, you know, Kanye is a huge supporter, so Ugh. the Wests are <laughs> the Wests are all in with Trump. That's it, though. That's all they get. Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't get what she wanted. Huh. You know, she, she she was there to advocate for that some woman who was in jail mm. for 20 years on a drug charge, like a possession charge. And the next day he pardoned Dinesh D'Souza, the biggest <laughs> shitbag on the planet. <laughs> and he was like, and I'm thinking about Martha Stewart. And Kim Kardashian's like, did I just waste my whole fucking day? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> uh. He looked at your bottle a whole bunch and, and didn't listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. So what we were discussing uh, pre-show was. What does a Trump-supporting Eagles fan do now? Right. What a conundrum. <laughs> do you support the Eagles or do you support Trump? Oh, come now, on. Now, the expert on Dude, this is, is Ian. easy. Is it? What is the answer? The answer is E-H-E-L-E-S, Eagles! <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are worth more than 100 Trumps. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I said. I, I said that the team's been there with them longer, right? <laughs> what? I said the team's been with them oh, longer my goodness. than Trump they has. Are the, I've, I'm, they are, despite what negative things I may have to say about them, they are some of the most committed fans I've ever seen in sports, if not the, I mean, I guess in the NFL. I don't want to say in sports. I'm sure there are some football. Ooh, there are some, yeah, there are some football <laughs> firms that are a lot more hardcore than Eagles fans, but yeah. Do you think uh, they just keep quiet about the Trump thing and like, you know, um, you know silently quietly, dis- disappointed? Yeah. <laughs> Some of them, I, th- I feel like as he continued to push it, they got more and more upset with Trump. Like when he mm-hmm. blamed their non-appearance on their alleged opposition to his support of standing during the anthem. And and they were like, not not a single eagle ever knelt during the anthem last year. Not a, And then right. he was like, well... That's fine, but staying in the locker room is the same thing. And they were like, that, I, that was the Steelers. That wasn't us at all. And it wasn't also a thing 100% back then. false. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw a better party. <laughs> <laughs> well, he made a point of being in the middle of a whole bunch of people and sang the entire anthem because I think he was mocked last time because he didn't know the words. Right. So, so this time he was front and center, sang the whole thing. I'm like, you're right. such a jerk. Oh, and did you see the guy in the audience who knelt, <laughs> who took a knee? <laughs> no. no. Like, this is at the party thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know they actually filmed this thing. What was it? Yeah. So it was. I heard it was like a America's Super Cool Festival or something. It was the- Ten minutes went, long. Yeah, it was the Marine Corps marching band. and. Sure. Some other military musical group of some variety that I didn't look up, and they did the national anthem, and then uh, they threw him a, cul- a curveball by following it up with "God Bless America," which he knew none of the words to. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Poor it was guy some, can't get a break. <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah but some some dude in khakis out and out on the lawn. This is all outside. And dude in khakis out on the lawn took a knee. <laughs> and yeah. the reporters were like, ooh, ooh, come talk to us. He's like, no. He just ended up and left. <laughs> That's awesome. They did a the bad reason- job vetting him. <laughs> yeah, they did. The reason I wanted to include this in the show, we've talked about this before, about how some sports fans and many Trump followers have an almost religious fervor to them. And it, I think it's the same thing that allows people to be highly religious allows them to be super fans and diehard Trump supporters. Right. Or, or, you know, I I mean, I feel like that is true on many levels of like American nationalism. I mean, Mm -hmm. people, people come close to, you know, deifying the founding fathers. They reference them like they are these infallible geniuses. (laughs) From 300 years ago. Right. (laughs) 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 That they weren't just like, Slave-owning aristocrats that came over here to get some extra land. <laughs> I wanted freedom from the church of tyranny back home, so... Right, so, so they... And didn't of, want to pay taxes. <laughs> and didn't want to pay taxes. But uh, I agree with you, Karen. That's true about them. That's true about... Yeah, that's true about our elected officials for some reason. Not not many of them, but some of them. Yeah. yeah Trump in particular. Yeah, they're like, you can't talk about the president. Well, you absolutely can talk about the president that way. Absolutely. All elected officials, they are, despite what we say, they are not our leaders. They are supposed to take the lead from us and make sure that that shit gets done. Not go off on their own and do their own thing. That is not even the description. They are supposed to carry out our wishes. Yes. Mm. That is your only job, to represent me there. 
you piece of shit, not make decisions for me. <laughs> yeah, they're not supposed to be royalty. That's uh, that, that's key. The founding fathers made sure right. that that and was that's supposed what it feels to be like. the case. Trump, Trump wants so badly to be a dictator. Oh, yeah. It's just killing oh, him. You guys yeah. are so wrong, though. Don't you know mm-hmm. the founding fathers, when they wrote the Constitution, after just breaking away from the monarchy, were thinking, you know... The guy who's in charge of everything should be able to pardon himself and be above the law <laughs> because, you know, and we want to separate ourselves from that king thing, right? Right. I don't know if you have that later on in the show, so I don't know if we should. <laughs> well, the whole, again, we've talked about this before, too. The whole check to that is supposed to be impeachment. And our Congress just sitting on their asses and not impeaching him is infuriating because absolutely he needs to be impeached for like a dozen different things. It's outrageous. Yeah. But can yeah. he pardon himself? Doesn't matter. They, they he cannot no, pardon himself no. from impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> and no, he can't. Nobody has ever asked that asinine question before. So actually, I think Nixon did, and they answered it for him. Right. <laughs> Nixon and Nixon asked that question of the Justice Department, and three days later, resigned. So, <laughs> in case you're paying attention, that would be Thursday <laughs> in this administration. <laughs> Uh, Trump should resign. Right. But uh, (laughs) to your original point, Karen, I mean, I feel like it, that mentality, it extends clearly beyond even even the people that are involved. That's why people Mm. lose their shit when they see the flag being burned. Like it's some untouchable holy symbol. That's why people go crazy when you kneel during the anthem. Yep. Like they they managed to overlook the, (laughs) your constitutionally (laughs) protected right. (laughs) <laughs> to a peaceful protest, and they're like, no, it's the anthem, you gotta do it this way. <laughs> it's the whole fucking reason the country and the flag exists. <laughs> right. Well, and now and they're forcing the NFL players to actually do it. Well, now, now, they are employees of an organization. I think there is a legal argument that they can force them to do that. I don't think it's right. Right. But they, Is that part of their employees. job? Uh, no. But, I mean, it just, ain't just like a company can require that you never wear a hat inside the building. It, that's it's an, ex- a, uh, it's that's an extreme a example. It's an extreme example of the same thing, but it's a co- you know it's code right. of conduct issues. It can my your... can my employer force me to go take Scientology classes? <laughs> they shouldn't mm. be able to. I can't. No, I wouldn't think so. Can that my employer? Be... Can I work? In, can my office? Can my boss say every time you walk in here at nine o'clock, we're playing the anthem, and you have to stand there with your hand over your heart? Mm. Possibly. There's nothing to do with my job. I don't know. It seems wrong. Yeah, it's definitely wrong, and it was definitely done in a shady way, and there have been a variety of responses. My favorite was the uh, owner of the of the Jets came out and told all his players, you can stay in the locker room if you want, you can kneel during the anthem if you want, and if any of you incur any sort of fines or penalties from the league, I will pay 100% of them. I am now a Jets fan. <laughs> I, I was too. I was too after that guy. I was like, that's that is... You know, very brave of him. I appreciated that. Yeah. The thing that kills me is that when these things happen, you know, a black guy gets shot by a cop and there's there's a riot, right? They're like the, his, his fellow citizens come up and they, they're all violent and there's an outpouring of, well, why can't, you know, why does it always have to be violent? Why can't you find some peaceable way <laughs> in order to address <laughs> these things? And now they have a peaceable way and you're like, no, no, you better stand up. Yeah. <laughs> By peaceful way, we meant be quiet, <laughs> quiet, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> quiet reflection. <laughs> uh, and also, and I think we talked about this before, the players coming out and standing for the national anthem is fairly a new thing in the past 10, 15 years. 
Well, it's the hyper-nationalism again. Same problem. Uh, yeah, before 9-11, I don't think it really was a thing. Well, they cut a deal with the with the military right. to be more patriotic, oh, yeah. to increase, uh, what do you call that when you go in the army? Enlisting. <laughs> Enlistment, yeah. Yeesh. Either way, it's a heinous crime. How dare you? <laughs> well, I, I, I think, back to my point, though, I think there is a legal argument to um, the NFL saying, don't do that, or we'll fine you. There's a big difference between that and the president of the United States saying the, uh, what did he call them? Sons of bitches? Yes. Yeah. That is an infringement on your free speech rights of the First Amendment. Well, he inflamed the whole situation. I don't even oh. know if we'd still be talking about this, but. Right. I mean, exactly. We probably wouldn't be. I mean, the, the fact you as a representative of the government, the, you know, the head of the government, cannot infringe on people's First Amendment rights. That's the first article of the Constitution. You can't do that. And yet there's no repercussions. Yet they shouldn't have fired Roseanne for that racist tweet, huh? <laughs> How do you square that circle? <laughs> yeah. All right. We uh, spent way more time on that yeah. than I had expected. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to uh, move through some of these early news things. First, a follow up. Uh, Patterson, Paige Patterson from the Southern Baptist Seminary. We talked about him last week. It turns out on Friday, between the time we recorded on Tuesday and last Friday, a whole bunch of Southern Baptists got together and uh, did not care. There are 15 million of them, by the mm. way. Uh, they did not care for his story, and a lot of it came out in public, and the board has since fired him. So he is no longer president emeritus. He lost all of his compensation and has been removed. Now he's still rich, so, you know, don't worry about him. He'll be fine. <laughs> right. So he's not there. So they listen yeah. to us, or <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking no, probably not. But he's you know, the guy who come. He's the guy who came out as pro spousal abuse. Yes. Okay. That's that's who I thought he was. So did did I mean did they did they um, rise up because the uh, the uh, what he did, or did they rise up because of the bad press? From the way that I read this, this is uh, an article from the Washington Post. It sounds like that uh, a lot of the feedback was due to his statements becoming public. Mm. So they were not happy with what he had done, and they were also not happy with the very lenient sentence that the the board came down with. So sure. Lenient, probably more lenient. the pu probably more the public comment the public found out ah shit now we gotta get yeah, rid of him well it's that's a possibility but I mean I mean um, I would assume that the 15 million members did not previously some of them did but most of them did not know about his behavior and what he had done so give, give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they didn't know about it when they found out they were incensed and insisted that he be fired that fits that fits the storyline yes. yes screw it let's take the win. <laughs> right. Sure. Not a win over in Louisiana. <laughs> uh, the governor has passed the bill that we thought, like just like we thought he was going to. In God We Trust is now required at public schools. Well, it will be by August of next year. Just in time for so, fall semester. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So another win for the uh, Christian Blitz. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm sure there are going to be lawsuits over there. Right now, I'm not aware of any. Somebody has to complain from within the, you know, within the state. With it, the in order for population. the population, yeah. yeah. Oh, they have to do it by August 2019. Oh, so they've yes. got lots of time built in. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is true. Oh, well, the whole why would, yeah, they're going to bring that a ton of heat on themselves. Sure, but it's, again, it's what the, 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 the blitz was, it's one of their stated goals is to tie everybody up in court. 
So yeah. it doesn't matter. They don't really care about putting up the in God we trust until it works. They just keep trying and trying and trying and, and dividing our resources until they win one. I'm wondering how many of those four people who are the, you know, the, the people sponsoring the this whole Blitzkrieg actually thought that this would work. They have you know? faith, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm wondering if they just went, yeah, let's let's throw a bunch of stuff at them so that they're all, oh, wait, that's working? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Who, who's funding them? Well, a lot of evangelicals. I mean, we talked about the Blitz, what, two weeks ago? Last week? Yeah. I don't even remember. Last week. Hmm. I think they're getting a lot of the money from their evangelical base, and they're just streaming it in. Wow. Uh, speaking of the evangelical base, the American Bible Society, which, if you're not familiar, is a group of people who sponsor and try to distribute Bibles around the world. They are the people who, <laughs> there are some memes online about the, the kids starving in Africa and the people showing <laughs> up and giving them a Bible. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's some of these people. So they are going to be requiring all of their employees to sign a piece of paper that is called the Affirmation of Biblical Community. <laughs> it's another one of those friendly names. <laughs> yeah. And it says that they basically have to adhere to Orthodox Christian beliefs and uh, and a conservative code of sexual ethics. Wait, ortho Orthodox Christian beliefs would mean like slaves... <laughs> and selling your your girl children. Good lord. Yeah, that that's not what they're talking about. They're specifically, uh, strangely enough, anti LGBT, <laughs> and uh, they don't want anybody anybody who's gay or trans to be Sorry. in there. Strangely enough, caught me as funny. <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, two hundred around two hundred employees, and at this point, nine of them have quit. Now they haven't had to sign the paper yet. But the moment it was brought up, <laughs> nine of them so far have said, no, no, I'm not doing that. And they've quit. Hmm. Hopefully more will follow. Or they'll sign at Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, my wow. God. I will seek to resist temptations of deception, malicious speech, stealing, cheating others, and dishonoring my body through substance abuse, hmm. objectifying or taking advantage of other people. This is all Donald Trump shit. Minus <laughs> the substance abuse, since he never drinks. Yeah. <laughs> So this is one of the very first, uh, one of the earliest nonprofit organizations in the country. So this is a group that is specifically, I mean, they're nonprofit. They're just to get Bibles out there. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, they see a downturn in their employment. They, they see a, a drastic hit to their ability, but probably oh. not. I'm sure they'll replace people as quickly as possible. Well, remember what happened to Ken Ham, though, down at uh, the Ark Encounter. He couldn't find enough people that would sign his purity clause. So people that will are you know honestly sign things like this there's not that many of them around. I can't even imagine. Like even if I were a Christian, I can't even imagine being forced to sign a paper right. that says these things. Yeah, but if you're willing to get a job throwing out bibles and shit, you probably have no problem signing this, I would think. Well, keep in mind that this company is headquartered in Philadelphia. So <laughs> Ooh. I don't think there's that many evangelical Christians in Philadelphia. I'm sure there's some, but not exactly a hotbed. Now, if you break any of these rules, what, what, do they fire you? Or is it just like a stupid purity pledge type thing? Yeah, they can fire you on, uh, you know, your employee agreement was broken, so they can fire you with cause. Which means you don't get unemployment. Right. <sighs> so you can't drink. <laughs> no sex outside of marriage. No gay sex at all. No cohabitation outside of marriage. Right. No Whoa! cohabitation. They must, I hope they pay a lot. <laughs> no, it's not for profit. It's Everything goes to the Bible. Probably 
Ah, <laughs> uh, so. But they're asking yeah. a lot then. They're asking a lot. Especially yeah. if you live in Philly and you can't live with a roommate. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's my story from uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Over in South Carolina, there is a Catholic school that denied entry to children because their parents are lesbian. So the the children weren't allowed to go into a Catholic school because of because of their parents. And when the the mother one one the one of the mothers called, she was told that uh, children have been denied because you're homosexual. If we admit admit your children, it will send a bad message to other families. I'm assuming they receive no money from the government. It's a purely private organization. It seems likely. Mm. Yeah, that's only if they need new gym equipment. Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. So the statement that they put out says that we reaffirm the dignity of all human beings, regardless of their beliefs. At the same time, Mm -hmm. our school exists not only to promote academic excellence, but also to build a community of faith and prayer. And based on on the biblical and traditional teachings, we believe God wills marriage to be vowed loving union between a man and a woman. Mm. (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) that's just another case of discrimination. I was going to say, maybe, I don't know if it's because of the temporary, <laughs> however fleeting, the equity and, and strides that, that the uh, gay community has made over the last, like, ten years or so. But what when did this become every Christian's favorite and most important part of the Bible? Mm. Right. Like, they just went with, like, a tiny passage, and they're like, nope, this is even more fundamental than our belief in Jesus, than our belief in all of his teachings. Did you see this one line that says, no do in other dudes? <laughs> it was probably because everybody was on that same page, so they didn't have to shout it out a lot. We were Everybody was quietly discriminating against gays. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you so know? when they started to gain momentum, they... They're like, whoa, 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 hey, don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also... Why would these lesbians try to take their children there? I have to imagine because it's a good school. It's a private school. They get, you know, but but still cat. I mean, like, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, as good as it it is, you just I mean, not to say that they don't have the right to be there, but you are just asking for trouble. I guess despite the dark turn the religious community has taken towards the LGBTQ community, uh, you know, maybe both of these you know, women are were were raised uh, and yeah. both have a very strong faith, and they they really wanted to impart that onto their children, despite the you know obvious discrimination that they're shown. You know, maybe they're able to look beyond that. Maybe they're able to use their faith to look beyond that and hope that you know God has a plan for them, and they wanted to make sure that 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 spiritual element of their kid's life is is fulfilled along with you know what could potentially be a top notch education. But unfortunately for them. They are the only two that can look past it. The rest mm-hmm. of I mean, the that, I guess that's true. I, I just find it odd that you could believe in the Bible, believe all that shit, and in the in the same breath be like, well, and apparently God made me the way I am, but the Bible says I can't be this way. You know, I'm perfectly normal, but I'm, I'm bad. I don't, you know, how do you, again, how do you square that circle? Oh, well, again, because it's so minor. Because they, they also mm. don't feel the need to that women should, you know, have to prove that they're virgins during their marriage. They are also comfortable eating shellfish. They are also comfortable working on a Sunday. So they thought, well, you know, if we can overlook A, B, C, D, E, and F, maybe G's okay. No, <laughs> G is wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, but G is the one thing that the rest of the churches can't <laughs> shut up about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and again, I could understand it too if their only choices was like this school and like a parking lot run by, you know, a bum <laughs> <laughs> to watch their kids. I'm like, okay, I can understand you trying to do that. Oh, so is there anything in the Bible about um, two women? I mean, there, there there's one little tiny passage about gay men, but is there anything about gay women? There, it specifically, there is a, when a man lies with another man, it's an abomination. There are lines that are also referenced that cite the union between a man and woman, uh, the fact that uh, the woman will leave her father's house and become one with another man. Mm. So there's there's a whole, really anti-gay, there's only, there's a Really, one line that's repeated once uh, in mm. another in another book, and it's yeah, man lying with another man, it, it, saying it's a, an abomination. Uh, that's really it. That's a big book, yeah. and that yeah. and that's the only mention. Yeah, of course. The uh, well, there's also the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and the fact that the, I mean, the whole sodomy. It comes from the sure. story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and the fact that uh, you know the the angels came and rained you know sulfur from the heavens and destroyed the two towns and they didn't exist again of course most scholars agree that that story is completely made up and that there's no actual evidence of either city ever existing mm. but um and it's just a story a philosophical story but what to, sin but wh why did the angels do it though what were the sins they were supposedly they were for those these two towns they were twin towns that uh, committed crimes constantly and they said that uh what well, the I forget who it was, but it was God talking to somebody else. And the person was like, well, what if I could find, you know, 20 people who were good people? Would you spare the cities? And God was like, well, okay. And he's like, well, what if I could find 10 people? And then he did the, the whole, you know, I can do it in one note. And uh -huh. he said, well, what if I can just find one person who's good? Will you spare the cities? Uh, and, and I think at that point, God was like, no, it has to be, it has to be more than one. And they went down <laughs> and they found the one guy and they took him and his family out and then destroyed the city so joe joe so, was the only good guy there yeah <laughs> what about his family the family wasn't good guy they weren't good guys too or they got spared. only guys count but they didn't well, count towards the total uh, but if you read the whole story they weren't good enough because the wife or yeah. it was lot it was a lot, lot because yeah. uh lot turns around lot's wife turns around and looks uh, and god had said don't look back so he, he turned her into a pillar of salt right and then if you continue reading the story they didn't have any place to stay so they stayed in a cave and he, he uh, lot and his two daughters were staying in the cave and lot got drunk and passed out and the daughters were like hey why don't we have sex with our father that way we can propagate our line and so the two daughters had sex and got impregnated by their fathers and they went on to become these other two civilizations that the jews hate strangely wow. enough isn't That's there part of that story too though where uh <laughs> the townspeople wanted to rape the angels yes and lots like no rape my daughters instead oh. exactly Lovely yeah that's story. that's what a good that's what a good man does <laughs> because the, the, the angels came to town and the, the people of the city were like, hey, we want to have situations with you. And uh, Lot was like, no, don't do this. Don't do this. You know, you can have my daughters. And it never said that they didn't take the daughters. Mm -hmm. It just said that, you know, that he offered it instead because he didn't want, the, you know, this vile thing to happen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He that is a crazy ass story. Yeah, I was much rather <laughs> I mean, this guy Lot surprised that his daughters tried to bang him. After he was like, I'd rape my daughters. Yeah. <laughs> they clearly had PTSD. Please, <laughs> please suffer that horror onto these two young women instead of these emotionless, feelingless, ethereal beings that can't even be raped. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> or caught. Lot, to be you're a turd. <laughs> <laughs> However, Jesus in the New Testament, Jesus says that Lot is a shining example of a good of a good person. So, <laughs> Bible lessons from Ray. <laughs> Sounds like that that Congress that guy running for Congress down in Virginia is a big fan of that story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy is. Oh, I couldn't. This story just kept going on and on. Uh, so I don't even know if I can get through. This guy is disgusting. Uh, there is a guy in Virginia, oh. the 10th district. He's running for, uh, yeah, this the 10th district seat, congressional seat. Uh, he's running as an independent libertarian. Not a libertarian. He says he's libertarian, but he's running independent. Uh, Nathan Larson, 37 years old. This guy, he ticks all the boxes of things to hate. <laughs> One, he, he goes on the, the whole uh, incel the different incel websites. He's got accounts all over the place on which he has declared himself to be a pedophile. He has said that he is, it's not, he's not really incel because he raped his wife. And so he's not really celibate. He said that on one of the pages. Mm. He says that, yeah, he likes, he likes children. So he was married to, he was married to a woman who he, again, on the website, he said he had raped and uh, she had filed, she had gone to the police, got a restraining order against him and, and taken his kid away because of his different things that he has said. And she, after filing the restraining order, she has since committed suicide. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's no correlation there except I, if, if it were, if I were to just take a guess, it's because of him. Sure. I can't imagine he left her alone. No, and knowing that you hitched your wagon to that crazy train. Yeah. Oh, man. What's his name again? Uh, uh, Larson. Nathan Larson. Nathan Larson. Yeah, he described himself as a, what was he? He was like an incel pedo pedophile. Yeah, so, like, was he not equating with the fact that, like, well, since I can't get sex, I can bang my kids? Yes, he said that he would like to find a woman who supports him in his endeavors so that they could have children for his own enjoyment. But he said that might not be necessary because if you just choose adoption, you can choose the gender. Mm. I was like, you're the wow. worst person on the planet. Like, the I did worst. not hear that either. Yeah. He came out as pro-adoption for that reason. Mm. So, here's a good question. Is this guy just batshit crazy, or is he like, in this day and age, I could I could run as an admitted pedophile and win because mm, of I the things that are going on? I don't up. know if, if he's planning on winning. He is clearly crazy, but I don't know if that's what his motivation is. I think it's a bit of both. I think he's like, I've always wanted to run. This is as open as the window's ever going to be. <laughs> so he's, So he's thinking rationally and like, Now's the time. Yes. Yeah, he okay. even said, yes, he's, I'll, he's come a out lot of, said that. A lot of people are tired of political correctness and being constrained by it. Uh -huh. So he's not constraining himself. Nope. But he's got to know that the tide is going to turn, though. And now he is, is saying it? it. He's <laughs> got yes. to know that even the deplorables draw the line at pedophile rapist. <laughs> do they? <laughs> I hope so. I tell myself that they do. <laughs> I mean, didn't they all support Roy Moore eventually? Many of them did, yeah. I mean, just not to a say, pedophile, I mean, this, not a rapist. <laughs> I mean, look, this guy makes Roy Moore look like, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Nelson Mandela. Mm -hmm. But uh, even still, our own president supported Roy Moore. A lot of religious people supported Roy Moore. 
well, the, the religious people were supported him because of the, uh, I forget what the, the name of the movement is, the return to women are property of the, of, the, of the father until they're given away and you prepare yourself for marriage and children. That, so that all fit into that modality. But he was still a suspected pedophile. I mean, yeah, but only because of, you know, the, the laws hadn't caught up to their methodology of family planning. <laughs> so, and by pl- not only family planning that way, I mean family planning as in you go shop for the young'uns before they get educated. Yes. Sorry, your choice of words there. It's just really, really <laughs> off. <laughs> Sorry. Either way, I'm just saying, I'm not sure if it's going to swing back. I'm not saying that this guy's going to get voted in, but. No. Oh, if this guy gets any percentage of the vote, those people are just lazy or bad well, people. Well, that. <laughs> That anti-Semitic guide in California is, like, surging in the polls. Oh, and that's the other thing I wanted to mention about this guy. He is uh, also called, and it's on his webpage, he said that Adolf Hitler was a white supremacist hero, and he uh, he urges Congress to repeal the Violence Against Women Act. And uh, he added that we need to switch to a system that classifies women as property, initially of their fathers and later of their husbands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so... Now, the last two, clearly despicable. In only a technical sense, his first claim sounds 100% accurate. Hitler was a white supremacist hero. He is a (laughs) hero to white supremacists. That is just a fact. Yes. I don't think that's what he was implying, though. (laughs) No. (laughs) I think there was, I think in his mind, there was an and. (laughs) Was a white supremacist and a hero. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's problematic. Yes. But, uh, yeah, in any case, he's running for office. That's amazing. Good luck, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know his numbers, how he's doing. That's <laughs> eh, probably on, was it uh, 583, whatever that site is? 389, whatever, <laughs> .com. Let's move on to some world news. This one I threw in just because it's, uh, the name is amazing. The Moro Islamic Liberation Front in the Philippines has been granted access by uh, the Philippine government in order to, uh, to they basically been granted the ability to fight with the more extremist groups and in exchange be given their own, their own area and be recognized as an official part of the country. This has been a fight that's been going on for a long time in the Philippines. And really, the only reason I really wanted to bring it up is because of their their acronym. It's the Moro Islamic <laughs> Liberation Front. They're the MILFs. It's insane. <laughs> no one checked this. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I had to bring that up. I just, People amazing. must not check, because I'll tell you right now, that we have some kind of festival going on in our town of Milford. Mm. And <laughs> someone, the way that they put this flyer up, it's like, you know, it's like a little poster thing you can look up. They broke up MILF and Ord on the, <laughs> on the thing. So it looks like the MILF festival type thing, and it's in different colors. And I'm like, who did this and didn't realize what, you know. Well, a lot of people don't know that acronym. I was writing... Bullshit. I was writing in the... Well, my mother didn't. I was writing in the car with my mother years ago, and the jocks were going on about MILFs, and she's like, what does that stand for? I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, that's acceptable. (laughs) Your mom is of a generation that does not and should not know about that. The idea... Although, like, I will support her in that I wish it would go away because I don't like to recognize that the American Pie movie changed the world. (laughs) Well, they That's definitely fair. put a word out there in the zeitgeist. They did, mm-hmm. and it yeah. is, it is, it, it's no, no sign of fading. It yeah. is immortal. 
What I love, though, is when, like, a 22-year-old girl gets pregnant and announces on Facebook, I'm a MILF now! <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. I'm like, now you're just queering the term for everybody. Come on. Why are you and so greedy? And then gilfs and dilfs. It's, it's <laughs> amazing. It is amazing. So the law that they are trying to get with uh, President Duterte, uh, the, this group, the law is called the Bangsamoro Basic Law. Bangs, bangs more, bilf, milf, bangs right. more. Bangs more, wow. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Anyway, I thought I, it was on the onion at first. Yeah. Turns if out nothing, it's true. If nothing else, it, it does have a chance of making it known that there is a Muslim insurgence in the Philippines of all places. Yeah, this is true. Which a lot of people don't know about because they go, wait, Philippines? Yes, Muslims in the Philippines. Who knew? Yeah, quite a, quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Millions, as it turns out. So, in any case, uh, moving on to other world news. Ireland. So, Ireland passed a law that, uh, you know, repealed their Eighth Amendment. Uh, happy about that. But now there is another push, and uh, our friend in Ireland would probably like this quite a bit. Mm. Uh, they are trying to end preferences for baptized students in schools. Like a uh, preferential treatment? Yes. Well, the, the schools are 90% run by the Catholic Church. Mm, sure. So if your kid has been baptized, you get a, you know, you get a 1% chance higher than the kid who hasn't been baptized. It's probably way higher than that, but you get a, you know, a plus one over the kid who hasn't been baptized. So yeah, there is a, there's a a referendum trying to get rid of, uh, or basically put a law in place that would oppose this. Stop the Catholic Church from being able to bring Catholics into the school, but keep people who aren't Catholic from going to school. Right. So right now, the schools are permitted to refuse a place to a local non-Catholic child if a Catholic child, even one from outside the area, has applied for the same spot. Right. That's discrimination. Clearly. Hmm. Yes. They're yes. okay with it until now. Now they're until trying right. to hopefully ease up on that. Hmm. So it's uh, just another step for the, the Irish to, you know, move yeah, they've away got a lot of progressive momentum going on over there. They do. Yeah. Well, based on the percentage of, of people in, in the younger age brackets who are not religious, yeah, I think it's going to continue to change. Yeah, so we can hope. Another good thing uh, overseas in Poland, which is a nation of Catholics, there is a openly gay member of parliament in 2011. In 2014, he was elected mayor of a city, and now he is considering running for president and he has recently come out as being an atheist as well. Oh, snap. Whoa. <laughs> Triple threat. Yeah. Yeah, this guy it, doesn't is... Doesn't Poland uh, have some kind of crazy alt-right resurgence going on, though? I have heard that, but it's not mentioned in this article, and I couldn't find anything right. about it really quickly. I have definitely heard that is happening, hmm. but I don't but- have any details. But just, I would think that in, if somebody doing an atheist podcast in Poland might say that there is a resurgence of, you know, church, of the church in this country, so, oh, and the right. They, they would be absolutely correct. They would. So it, it may not be as bad in Poland as it is here. <laughs> True. I guess you're right. But I don't know. I'm thinking this, being a gay atheist <laughs> in Poland, you might have a better chance than being a gay atheist in the United States running for office. Today, yeah, I think you would. So I oh, think yeah, this thing is very true. No way with that slide here. <laughs> and yet he's an open pedophile rapist. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. He yeah, can run that, for office there. 
And he'll See, get that, a couple percentage points. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, I mean, to not me. to wrap it back around to that guy, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and I guess I should have, I mean, like, admitting you're a pedophile is not, like, against the law, right? Like did, He did not say that he had ever... Acted. Acted. Right. He just says the words. And so his, his ex-wife was able to get custody because of those words. Yes. She used it in her argument, and the court went, yeah. <laughs> right. We're going to take right, that to the point where To the point where she is now deceased, yes. and the court was still like, no. <laughs> no, right. still anybody else is better than you, bud. So where are the kids now? Or kid? Uh, I believe with her parents. Okay. Yes. Where's that uh, pizza ping pong shooter when you need him to go after <laughs> real pedophiles? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't mean to swing it back to him. <laughs> uh, so that is all I have in world news. I wanted to mention this real quick. We talked about the crisis pregnancy centers a few times uh mm. trump's and now putting a in the health and human services he is now putting in a person to be in charge of the office of population affairs she will be uh, she's a deputy secretary i think in the health and human services yeah she uh, used to run or possibly still does i don't know the two crisis pregnancy centers so she's try again those are places that just try to trick you into going there because they have no medical services whatsoever they're just there to talk you out of having an abortion but uh the office she's going to be in charge of is responsible for the title 10 uh, federal family planning program mm. Again, Trump putting <laughs> the absolute worst, worst person. Yeah. Well, I think you could go with Pence on this one as well. Well, sure. But, but Pence guess, is Trump's fault. I was going to say, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the Pence. I'm sure he loves it. I just don't think he's as influential as we think he is. I think that Trump's overall plan is if I just keep the country in a state of constant chaos, I can keep getting away with murder. I doubt that is it. I'm sure it's sign this, sir. Okay, got mm. it. Done. Yeah. <laughs> like Besides, he investigated who Diane Foley. No, he didn't do any no. of that shit. No, he's a lazy, lazy man that watched, likes to watch Fox News and eat hamburgers in bed. He is not somebody that went out and said, hmm, who is the best person to run the Title X federal funding planning program in the Office of Department of Health and Human Services? Somebody came to him and said, hey, Diane Foley needs a job. I need to give her a favor. Can you sign this? And he went, sure. You owe me That's one. Sh- I, the yeah, only thing I'll give you this, Ian, yeah. is that maybe he sat there and said, pick the worst person ever, and I'll sign it. <laughs> maybe. I feel like everybody's always quitting and getting fired, so he should have tons of room to dish out tons of jobs in his administration. But he doesn't like, know He's anybody. got like 12 people running everything. Yeah, but he doesn't know anybody. That's the problem. That's where all these people are coming from. It's, just like, it's the, the, the handlers around him yeah, coming up with people. He knows his really family in- and Cohen. <laughs> In his life, the only people he knows are people who are famous and mm-hmm. people who deal in real estate dealings. And the, the real estate people all hate him. Mm-hmm. And the people who are famous pretty much all hate him. <laughs> yeah. Or are amused by him. One right. of the two. This woman once said it com- could be considered sexually harassing to demonstrate in a classroom how to use a condom on a banana. <laughs> sexually harassing. The banana? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? This is what I love about conservatives. They get things really mixed up. Like, mm-hmm. like somehow that that's sexual harassment and somehow calling a single person a feckless cunt is the same as comparing <laughs> another woman to an ape right. and disparaging a whole race. I, they're just like, absolute same thing across the board. Everybody should be fired. Yeah. 
And uh, since I don't want to do deal with condoms and that makes me feel icky inside, uh, that's sexual harassment <laughs> against bananas. Against bananas, yeah. <laughs> Waste of a good banana. I, well, isn't the fact bizarre. that you you find uh, uh, putting a condom on a banana to be that it doesn't that say more about you than it does the person demonstrating how to use a condom? <laughs> like, sure. The fact that you find that offensive. Well, what are you thinking about? I mean, like. <laughs> We're just demonstrating how condoms work, not... <laughs> well, I think uh, it's more along the line. She protests demonstrating how to use a condom to people that shouldn't be having sex. There's no need for condoms if you have sex appropriately and the, to the way that she decides right. it's appropriate. It's going to make them think about pee-pees and yeah. go crazy and bang all the boys in the room. Right. I think the last words you said, Karen, were the key. The way she finds appropriate. Right. She's putting her morality onto other people. Right. Sex is for procreation only. Sex is not for fun. Then why did God make it so goddamn fun? Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. No. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah. All right, we're running a little longer on, longer on time than I'd expected, but I uh, did want to bring up the masterpiece cake and the fact that the Supreme Court has ruled seven to two. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> My boys did it again! <laughs> Called it. Now explain to me again what this ruling is for, because I don't understand it. Sure. This is, it, it's actually pretty complicated, and I, I had to spend a little bit of time on it, because several people were like, well, it's a narrow ruling. And mm. I'm like, what does that mean? It was 7 to 2, how is it a narrow ruling? So it took me a while to figure it out. Now, the, the reason they say it's a narrow ruling is because they didn't say they, so the Supreme Court, even uh, uh, Gorsuch and uh, who wrote it? Kennedy, I think. Mm. When they wrote it, they said that they specifically said that this does not allow discrimination against people because of their sexual orientation. Okay. So they what they said was that when the Colorado Civil Rights Commission so okay the suit was by the gay couple against the the cake shop. They this goes to the Colorado Civil Rights Commission and uh, what the Supreme Court said was that when they considered the case it did not do so with the religious neutrality that the constitution requires. They said that uh, that the people there were comments made in during their ruling I think I have one of the commenters here. The commissioner stated, I would like to reiterate that what we said in the hearing, uh, freedom of religion and religion has been used to justify all kinds of discrimination throughout history. Whether it be slavery, the Holocaust, uh, we can list hundreds of situations where freedom of religion has been used to justify discrimination. And to me, it's one of the most despicable pieces of rhetoric that people can use uh, using their religion to hurt others. So what the Supreme Court has said is that statement is going against the cake shop owner's religion so that the commissioners overstepped their bounds and did not provide the neutrality, the religious neutrality that they were supposed to. Therefore, their ruling in favor of the gay couple can't stand because it was a violation. What what the civil commission did was a violation of this guy's First Amendment's religious rights. Hmm. And specifically in the ruling, it said that this does not set a precedent for anyone, any other. This is specific to this case because these things were said in this ruling and the fact that no one on the commission, uh, uh, what is it when they 
they argue against. Nobody argued against it. I can't remember. There's mm. a term for that. There was no dissension? Dissension. Thank you. Mm. There was no dissension. The fact that there was no dissension means that the commission violated that guy's rights and it only applies to this case or any other case where uh, a ruling violates the person's uh, religious rights. So can the couple now appeal to the Civil Rights Commission in was it Colorado? That's what see that's my question. To me it mm. sounds like they could they or anybody else could then refile yeah. to get another ruling because the Supreme Court said that that ruling was invalid. So, so they can get an, another ruling. Right, exactly. Based on the following the rules. I don't know if that's the case. I couldn't find anything about it. Hmm. Uh, but that that would my first question is why can't they refile then? Why can't they sue again since that that you know that ruling was invalid. And so Two, a couple things about this. One, Ginsburg wrote a very nice piece about why the rest of the Supreme Court was wrong and that they were just cherry picking this little thing. And what they said was after the ruling had been given and it was outside of the jurisdiction of the commission, it wasn't really part of the ruling. Like she she tore apart what they wrote. She, uh, doesn't matter because it's seven to two. Right. So she said that they cheated. They decided not to decide and just found a nitpick. Exactly. Nitpick. Okay. Yeah. So there is that. And also the other thing that they cited in order to make this decision were three cases where there were other cake makers who said that they would not uh, make a cake for a person. The person that they wouldn't make the cake for was Jack Phillips, the guy who owns the cake, the original cake shop. Oh. So this guy went to other other uh, cake making places and asked for a cake to be made in the shape of a Bible with uh, two guys holding hands with a circle and a line through it uh, with vo uh, quotes from the Bible saying that, uh, you know, the, the, the anti-gay rhetoric from the Bible. Hmm. I forget what the verses were, but he tried to get them to make a cake like this and three different places said, no, that's hate speech. We're yeah. not going to make that. The Supreme Court actually used that as reference, saying that so the, the the same commission didn't see a problem with that, but they saw a problem with him making a cake for gay people. So they're obviously discriminating against Phillips and his religion. What? Oh, that's nonsense. <laughs> and which is complete nonsense because the the gay couple, the original gay couple, asked for a cake. Yeah, they didn't ask for you know dueling penises on it. Right. Holy crap. <laughs> so. I completely so, disagree with, with the, right. the Supreme Court. I Let mean, me obviously. tell you that Jack Phillips did not come up with that idea on his own. Yeah. Jack Phillips mm. was coached to do that by someone who his was lawyer. told to do that. Mm. What? By his, his lawyer. His lawyer. Oh, my God. Did she have the biggest smile on her fucking face? Huh. Right. What? I'm, yeah, so, but, I'm really torn on this one. I'm sorry. Where are you torn? <laughs> and, and, and again, and it's because it's something that Ian has brought up before, is that. If you own a business, are you allowed to refuse any customer you don't want? No. The answer is is no, well, especially if you – well, so you, the reason that the other people, it was okay for them to say no was because they weren't discriminating against the person. They were discriminating against the speech or the text that was going to be on the cake, and they didn't – they said that they would not do – they would not send that message on their product. And in that case – I, I I agree. They're making a cake, and they're they have to inscribe this. Why would you don't want this cake to get out there? And then, well, where'd you get that cake from? That shop? Oh, the, those guys are hateful. Right. You know, you you don't want to put your name behind it. 
I wouldn't say they discriminated, though. They chose not to participate in hate speech. Right, right. That's different. No, like I said. No, I I see what you – just so I say I'm torn. I haven't made – you know, I'm not – I mean, I wish the guy would have made the cake. I think it's dumb, but I'm also like, well, it's your own private business. I, I you know, no, so go I ahead. Ian, help me out here, man. Where am I wrong? Am I right? Should I be? Who said you? I see what you're saying, and I feel like you know, if you do run a business and you choose to participate in discriminatory practices, that you know, the customers and capitalism should sort you out that way it should not be an intervention of the government however i don't know if that's the case so i i disagree but i don't think in this case it was a i don't think the government was necessarily stepping in i think it was that they the couple wanted a cake and they didn't specify anything they just wanted a cake for their wedding the guy then said i'm not going to serve you because you're gay Mm. that's discrimination against a protected class well, yeah. wait a minute. We're both their names on the cake. I don't. You no. don't put names on wedding cakes, right? You just make the no. cake, right? Right. No, wait. But uh, are homosexuals a protected class? Yes. That's yes. that's what I was going to ask. Accord- okay. And this is specifically to Colorado law. Okay. Yes, they are. Well, then they're okay. protected. Then it's discrimination. Clearly, right. if you if you said I will not make a cake with rainbows on the outside of it well that's a bad example because <laughs> that's emblematic all right i won't make a uh, cake with unicorns i just have a thing against unicorns i won't do unicorns and so child comes in wants a unicorn no not gonna make a unicorn cake black child white child jewish child catholic child whatever no unicorns that is not discrimination because it's equally applied the people just don't like unicorns or if the couple came in and said we want a cake we just want a regular cake. The guy mm-hmm. can say, no, I'm not going to serve you. I don't like the way you're acting in my store. Please leave my premises. Well, if they're aggressive or carrying a, a weapon, sure, they can refuse service. But if you're just a calm, rational, normal person and say, I would like a cake, please, you can't say no. That's because so you, you have a place he, of business. He could have refused him what you're saying if they came in and said, we would like a wedding cake that says being gay is awesome and... God is okay with it. Yes. Then he could have been like, no, I cannot do that. Yeah. I think I w- that would be more reasonable. I agree with that. Yes. Okay. I, I see where you guys lie on this. Okay. But if he, if he wants a cake that's available to anybody else in the public and you're not going to serve him because he's black or because he's Asian or because he's gay, then you're in the wrong. You right. opened up right. your door to the public. They are the public. Right. Right. I was going to say. I, uh, well, that's, I think that's what Jared and I were asking. Are you in the legal wrong? And it seems like the answer is yes. So, now, don't get me wrong. This scared the shit out of me when I heard it this morning mm, or the other yeah. day because I was like, oh, man, I know Ian hates it when I talk about the slippery slopes. But, <laughs> you know, it's any day now for someone when I pull up and be like, oh, Jared, you can't get gas here anymore. You're a Jew. Right. We, and we Jews killed out. Jesus. So we can't not you move, we found move out on down. We found out Yeah. <laughs> move on right. down and to I, the I, I understand <laughs> that. And, and that that is, yes, I get it. I, I don't want to say I don't see it from both sides because mm. I do, but that's just because I'm kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do I do see the opinion that it's my business. I should be able to serve who I want. But at the, at, you no, got, I kind of have to look at it from the other right. person's perspective. Absolutely. I was going to say, even even if – so here's here's some – perhaps I'm a bad person, enlightening about me. But – and, I you know, I can attempt to justify it saying uh, for multiple bad experiences, but – I realize that that does not make it right. But, you know, at my place of work, 
and I will keep better track to make sure I'm not just making an outrageous claims. But nine out of 10 times, when I sell something to a black customer, it is getting returned the next day without a receipt and a huge hassle. I would like to stop selling things to black people, but I cannot. Hmm. Weird. It is against the law. Yeah. But unfortunately, in the community that I live in, I have found in my limited experience, they like to attempt to take advantage of, you know, retailers in that way. What's the point if, of buying something and taking it back, though? You, they were just renting it. They just wanted to use the, you know, the product for that night. Once they were able to get it from a friend or somewhere else cheaper, they would then like to return the now used product hmm. to me for a full refund. Hmm. With no receipt, that's crazy. All the time. I am the crazy one for suggesting that that is inappropriate. Do you have a notice posted that says you must have a receipt in order to return goods? We do. Huh. We absolutely do. Huh. <laughs> there is many clear notices about receipts, about a 15% restocking fee, because the product then becomes used and is no longer be able to sold as new. Right. Huh. Um, that, that does not <laughs> limit the confrontations at all. <laughs> I imagine huh. that receipt thing becomes a hassle when you're the one who sold it to the guy and now he's returning it to you. <laughs> Yes. And he's like, I, you, I was here. You saw me. I bought it from yep. you. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I want Jared to be able to get gas for, for the rest of his life at all places or, you know, whatever. I, I have to adhere to the idea that you just shouldn't discriminate against people. It's bad business. Mm. No, listen, sure. I'm the same way about letting the free market dictate you being an asshole. You know, like even with the Roseanne thing, I'm like. Well, yeah, I mean, it's well within ABC's right to fire her for saying something stupid. And bringing um, them bad press. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and but they also could have been like, well, let's just wait and see what happens and then watch, re uh, you know, advertisers fall away or whatever and let that dictate it other than it's, it's you know, it's odd. Yeah. On how, you, you know. Well, plus the fact that she didn't really apologize. She apologized for getting herself in trouble. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, if she had come out and said that was clearly not proper, and I heart wholeheartedly apologize, and I offend, you know, apologize to anybody I might have offended that was not my intent, she might have gotten away with it, but she couldn't do that. Well, it also depends. I don't know if ABC has them sign some kind of clause saying, like, you know, <laughs> you can't do dumb shit or we can fire you or cancel the show or whatever. I Much think like any other business, like, you, I, I can't walk into my business and be like, I hate black people on a mm. t-shirt. No. Sure. You should get fired for that. That's reasonable. But I mean, right. and all it, But then companies... people go, well, now you're trampling my free speech. Mm, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, but it's, again, it's, uh, there's such weird lines here. Right. I, I, mean, I think yeah, that. Ultimately, I wish people wouldn't do any of this shit. So. Mm. <laughs> right. And I think that a lot of these companies are, are pretty clear, you know, especially when there is a, you know, a breach of their policy. They, they are pretty forthcoming about what they will and will not tolerate. And. They seem to apply it across the board. I, I know that there is a uh, a woman who works for ESPN who tweeted out that uh, that the Trump was a white supremacist, and they said that's inappropriate. We have a one strike policy here. If you do this again, you will be fired from our company. And she has not done it since. That's a two strike policy. Then that's not a two one strike, strike policy. Okay. Sure. <laughs> a, a warning, then firing. Okay. <laughs> well, one strike policy meaning you get one strike. Right. Sure. Right. No additional no additional strikes need be accrued to be fired. <laughs> so Trump is on a tweet storm at the moment. <laughs> I don't oh, know no. what he's up to. Yeah. Let me see if I can find out. In the meantime, Go, yeah, continue. I'm excited for this next story because <laughs> Paul is deep in 
deep in the poop. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Oh totally, totally <laughs> acting like an innocent man. <laughs> and the, the, so, okay, I, I guess I'll, I'll give the story first. So, Mueller, I can't pronounce his name. Mueller. My, my Mueller. tongue just won't do it. <laughs> Lo- just forget the E and exist. Yeah. yeah. Mueller has come out and said that Paul Manafort, I think that's what screwed me up, is the, the fact that there were two M words on the same page. Anyway, <laughs> has said that Manafort has attempted witness tampering. So there were two people unidentified. Uh, they're in as D1 and D2. Uh, these two people have t- told the investigators that Manafort has told them to to say facts that are not facts. So to say that he only had... What was it? He had only worked in the for the goal of the Russians uh, in certain areas and never in the United States and not uh, not with members of Congress. And those people basically, when they got into the FBI, they said, oh, oh, yeah, it was definitely on U.S. soil and it was definitely to members of Congress. So the prosecutors have filed paperwork with the judge to rescind his bail, uh, to put him in jail and... Um, to expand the charges that he has been or that he has against him. And what's amazing, too, is this happened in February to April. Right. Mm. And Mueller just sits on it and lets it stew. So you can I can only imagine them talking and be like, give it up, man. Give us something. Yeah. Give him. And he's like, no. He's like, all right, guess what? Yeah, you're going to jail. <laughs> you're he's talk he's not in jail. He's not in jail yet. No, but it, not it's not yet. It is looking likely. It well, is, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm saying in jail till you till you go to court. Like sure. you, no more no more you're homebound type thing. Well no. That's the piece that I really don't get. And again, Karen and I were having this conversation. Maybe I was just spoiled by Law and Order episodes. <laughs> but how does it happen that they ask the judge, could you rescind his bail and put him in, in jail? And the the judge hasn't responded yet. Like, apparently they just file the paperwork and then the judge has a certain amount of time to, I don't know, if he were black, wouldn't he be already in jail? I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he uh, is, no, no black man has a $10 million bond that they can put up. <laughs> so, right. That is also true. This, I think, even more importantly, for the sake of maintaining... Even though it's not super, well, it is kind of important. Maintaining public interest when people give you the spin of, ah, it's been a year now. You know, we need to wrap this investigation up. Let's let's see some conclusions. And I was like, these are the parts you have to pay attention to. He hasn't been doing nothing for a year. There have been six arrests. Six. Yeah. And a bunch more indictments of people you just can't write. And five guilty pleas. (laughs) Yes. Five people are like, yes, I fucked up. And I absolutely are- am guilty. Those and they're five- like, well, come on, do something, Mueller. He's constantly doing stuff. Those five are super fucking quiet now, too. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear a word from them. When was the last time you heard anything about Michael Flynn? No. Oh, nothing. Yeah. His son, every once in a while, pops up, but... Yeah, well, they put a lip on him, too, because... Yes, yeah. recently, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the thing, is I heard that they had threat. They were like, look, we'll, we'll take your son down, too, if you don't fucking start talking. Right. Because he's, in, he's with implicated. Mueller, boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that, that uh, Manafort thought he could get away with this is what amazes me. I mean... Yeah. He- oh, come on. He is Trump-level fucking dumb. Yeah. I, arrogant. Trump-level you, you arrogant. When, when the FBI talks to you, just tell them this. Yeah. What? Wait, me telling him that is illegal? Wait, what? He thought no, he used um, WhatsApp. He thought that you know this what iOS 
what the, the app store says is a secure encrypted messaging system would protect him from the <laughs> FBI. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> yes, you are stupid, but you are arrogant as well. I mean, is there anybody? I mean, I'm sure there is people who will say it, but nobody could really believe that this guy is innocent, right? No. Manafort? He is so fucking guilty. <laughs> like, remember, like, the first week he got arrested, he bu- he broke some rule? Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> got some Russian guy to write an article about him or something. Right. He was trying to get some guy to write an op-ed for him. Yeah, he had two rules. Don't drink and don't talk to Russians, right? And yeah. he broke that th- the second rule the first week. Yeah. He should go to <laughs> oh. jail. I'm Whether sure he, he broke the first rule as well. Yeah. Well, here's the, thi- here's the funny thing, though. You know, I'm sure he was hoping for that pardon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But then well, there was a tweet the other day where Trump was like, the FBI should have told me they were investigating him before yeah. I hired him or something like that. Yeah. Whoa, oh, whoa. Why didn't they tell me? I would never have hired him. Except right. They but wasn't he did. only in, under investigation after all that? <laughs> or were they already looking into him that whole time? I don't know if they were looking I'm into him. I'm sure they were looking into him, but. They were looking into Flynn the whole time. They warned him about Flynn. I don't know if Either they way, him. the statement says a lot. It says. Yeah. Oh, that guy's guilty, and mm. I'm wiping my hands of him. And if he gives him a pardon, <laughs> I don't think that pardon's coming now. Well, as a well-known constitutional scholar, you should know that Manafort has the absolute right to pardon himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Manafort does too? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, is he straight up above the law? <laughs> <sighs> Man. Anybody, like, it's honestly, when they ask these people, you know, What's, what do you think about the Russia investigation, Mueller, all that? They say it's all bullshit. These are people who are obviously not paying attention to what's going on. If they, they say they it's don't bullshit, know it, yeah. I mean, I'll ask one of these people, did you hear about Paul Manafort today? And they'll probably go, who the fuck is Paul Manafort? Because <laughs> it's so, not covered on Fox News, right? Well, not even th- – no, these are people who don't even wa- – they don't watch news fucking period. Mm, sure. Right? They, you know, they'll hear things through the grapevine or see it on Facebook or something like that and be like, oh, it's a goddamn witch hunt against my favorite president. Hmm. You know. So why is he your favorite president? Because I know who he is. Because he tells it like it is. I know him. I know him from TV. Yeah. Jeez. So you know? Trump is tweet storming up uh, about this Craig Farrell part of Judicial Watch. He's being um, interviewed on Lou Dobbs. I don't know who this guy is, but it's got Trump very excited. Grave abuse of power and authority. It's like nothing we've seen in our history. I'm not sure who ah. they're talking Wait, excited, about. Excited like he's got something on his side or excited because he's mad because they're burying him. Oh, he's talking about Spygate. <laughs> We're still talking about that? I, I thought yeah. everyone was done talking about that. Oh, he's bringing it up again, so. Trey Gowdy said there was nothing there. Right. Yeah. Interestingly, he said it after he saw the documents that um, authorized the FBI to move forward in the first place. Hmm. I wonder what's in there. Hmm. I really, I, it's my greatest wish is when all of this goes down and he goes to jail or is impeached or whatever happens, I don't really care what, or he resigns, I want to know what actually happened. Yeah. What was said and what was done. I mean, how much did he fuck us over? <laughs> I know, I'm hearing more and more disturbing news that the only way he's leaving is on January 20th in 2021 on a fucking helicopter. Hmm. <sighs> I just don't see how, but... <laughs> Because that, again, unless he resigns, we're relying on impeachment. Right. And if this last year has taught you anything, as life should have taught you, if you have to weigh sanity against tribalism, whew, tribalism wins 100% of the time. Right. That's Those cronies in Congress and in the Senate 
will pardon him or just deny well, impeachment altogether. I think well, Mitch they McConnell, impeach, Mitch McConnell's they hustling right now. Yeah. They need a two-thirds majority to actually – they, the impeachment is just a trial, but they need a two-thirds majority to kick him out. I think Correct. it's two-thirds. Yeah. Well, and some positive news after mm-hmm. I laid that bomb on you <laughs> about what I was hearing. They also said that if the elections were held today, that the Democrats would pick up 261 seats in the House. Whew. That's more than enough for – that's uh, – I think it was one over more than they needed. Yep, um, but unfortunately, we have today. all summer, yeah, yeah, to forget mm-hmm. about this, yeah, and that's that's what's going on. They McConnell today decided to uh, suspend the typical August recess for Senate so that he the Democrats in the Senate won't have time to campaign. Yeah, that was a douche move. It was a total douche move, and he's so proud of himself. Yeah, Trump gave him a big pat on the back. So. Again, already <laughs> trying to skew things in their favor, yep. and they're going to succeed. I, I don't will. understand who made up this rule with the Senate that like one guy gets to be in charge of everything. Uh, I don't. Doesn't that know. seem to you know, go against to the whole like point? <laughs> I of guess it? I'm more. Go ahead. I'm done. I just that's what I don't understand. Like it's supposed to be like a bunch of people, not one guy. I guess I'm more shocked that. Um, it, well, one, I, I could perhaps have just never heard this before. Or two, to think that that these avenues of, like, skullduggery have been available for the last 200 years, and mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell's the first person who's enough of a douchebag to employ them. <laughs> well, the, the, Like, that's, the, that's the shocking part to me. Right, the nuclear option, when they decided that they didn't, they no longer needed more than 50%. <laughs> right. I, they, so they just decided, well, we're not going to do that. There, there won't be any repercussions to that action down the road. I mean, no, there will not. And his excuse for doing this recess, while everybody knows why he did it, he's like, ah, that's because of the unprecedented hmm. Democratic blocking of Trump nominees for certain positions have just have us so backlog. I was like, unprecedented? I was like, you blocked a judge for a whole year, you piece of shit. Yep. Blocked? He wouldn't even... Right, you wouldn't even call a vote because you don't have to. You can just do whatever you want if you're the majority leader. I know that's what I. That's the thing I don't understand. When this was created, they someone said, "Okay, who's ever whatever party's in the majority, they get to run all avenues of how this Senate operates." Mm. And no one goes. That seems like a little lopsided. Shouldn't (laughs) we have like just some universal rule, you know, that everybody has to follow, no matter what? Mm. No, (laughs) that would make more sense. And that's probably the thing that worries me the most about our current politics is that how broken is it going to get? And are we going to give up some of it, some of our democracy because of this? We already have given up some of it. How much more are we going to lose? And can we well, go do you back? Guys wanna, do, do you want to play a game? Mm-mm. <laughs> a, a, a profane argument, sorry, Eagles of Freedom game? <laughs> Uh-oh. A, does Trump pardon himself? Mm. And B, if he does... Do we start a little pool on when it happens? Hmm. I thought we already established that that's illegal and can't be done. Uh, not according to Rudy Giuliani, because Rudy Giuliani said it. Everybody's like, I don't know. Maybe he can. Well, <laughs> no. Nobody's ever asked the question before. Well, Nixon. Yeah. But well, the, Trump right. declared nobody, it on Twitter that nobody, he can. Nobody he ever can. answered the question, can he do it other than him? And he can't. Right. The Supreme Court has to say. Yeah, and, absolutely. He cannot do it. I've got to. I, I know my seven to two boys are really keeping my spirits up, but I feel like 
I've got to believe that that's even too far for them. Right. Okay. Well, okay. I'm not saying that the pardon goes through, but does he attempt it? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So Ray, are you a hundred percent? You say he does do it? I wouldn't have any reason to, to doubt otherwise. Right. I feel right. like he's he's establishing the precedent now. That's he's yeah. he's saying that if you try this, I'm going to do this whether it's an option or not. His administration has been nothing but there's no law that says I can't do that. I'm going to do that now. Right. Absolutely. Well, he is absolutely a dog playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's no law that says I have to. There's no law that says I have to give up my company. I'm not going to do that then. It, it, or no show law. my tax returns. Yeah. Or show tax no returns. No law that says I have to show my tax returns? Not doing it yeah. then. Yeah. So, no, he will... So, you th- so everybody says, yes, he's going to do it. Yeah. I think uh-huh. he's going he's gonna to attempt to pardon Flynn and Manafort and Gates and um, Cohen. Not and Papadopoulos. Hewlett. I barely know that guy. Yeah. No, he'll, <laughs> he'll pardon all of them. Yeah. He'll just do it in one big fell swoop. Get all of them. And then he'll pardon himself. And then the big question is, what happens next? Is it a bridge too far? Will somebody stand Constant- up and say no? It's a constitutional crisis right there. Yeah, we've had like 18 constitutional crises these in the last 18 months. I, well, listen, check- that, thing, that thing with Mitch McConnell blocking uh, Merrick Garland. That to was- me, that was a constitutional crisis. And everyone was just like, well, let's make memes about doing your job. Yeah. And guess what happened? Well, Neil Gorsuch. They couldn't find a – there was no precedent for it. So they couldn't find a rule that says he couldn't do that. The the Constitution says, you know, the Congress shall vet and 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 vote. It didn't say how soon they needed to. So he just put it off. So I think we're going to end up with some more laws, but I don't know where they're going to come from. <laughs> General Trump. <laughs> Once he puts on the uh, uniform. <laughs> Prime Minister Trump. Prime nah, Minister he Trump. wants a rank. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> He's not wearing a uniform yet. That hasn't happened yet. Marshal? Grand Marshal? No, not Grand. <laughs> Field Marshal Trump. There you go. Major Cadet. <laughs> I'm hoping for inmate Trump, but yeah. I don't think we're going <laughs> to. Yeah. I don't think he does a day of jail time. No. No, not a chance. No. All right. Does you have any? Does anybody have anything else? Nay. No, sir. All right. No. We'll end it on a positive note. Uh, I want to thank you all for for listening this week. Uh, If you enjoyed the podcast, please support it by sharing it on social media or leaving a review on iTunes. Uh, If you'd like to contact us, you can on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or tweet at profanearg. Also, check out the uh, other shows that are available on the soon-to-be-named network. You can do that at soon-to-be-named-network.com podcasts of varying types that uh, you can find to listen to. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. (laughs) 